I'm so, so sorry for the temperature in here. The uh, sliding glass door shattered. It's actually a really cute story. Uh, do you want to tell it, babe, or should I? I don't like that story, babe. Come on, it's a cute story. Michael ran through the sliding glass door because he thought he heard the ice cream drop. Stop, stop it. I mean, I like ice cream, okay? Sue me. Oh, no, don't. I shouldn't say that jokingly because she will sue me. She loves to sue. She loves lawsuits, you know. Honey, that door was extremely clean and it looked invisible. No, you are so right. You are so right. Because before I lived here, the glass was always covered with smudges and and I moved in and I cleaned it. And I guess that makes me the devil. <laughs> you are. She is. She is the devil. I'm in hell. I'm burning. Help me. Yeah, hell is in this car with the fucking weasel. <laughs> this is the Weasel Steak Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, yeah. Welcome to the dinner party. <laughs> that uh, has to be my favorite office episode of all time. No, I, it's one of those ones where, like, I feel like with a lot of shows, like, um, people pick, like, the best episode of all time. And, and sometimes it's like, oh, it's overrated. No, dinner party in the office yes. is maybe the funniest episode of television ever. Yeah, and, like, dude, even if you watch the bloopers, like, they couldn't even keep it together. Either. Snip, 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 snip. <laughs> <laughs> oh well uh, with that we're here to dinner and party, and party. <laughs> cafe disco dinner party weasel snake pod i mean uh, they're all one and the same yeah what what is better than yeah. those uh, things there's nothing um i'm the snake and i'm the weasel welcome yeah. back yeah um uh, i'm still a burgeoning season um i would say we're at the quarter mark but with the additional game this year we're like a toe before the quarter mark of, of the year already uh, uh, third and one to the quarter of the of the year. There you we're, go. F- football. Football. Yeah, nice. A, a, we're nice reference. All right. So uh, right before we just get into it, we'll just go over the uh, matchups from last week and uh, we'll just roll right into yeah, it. Yeah, and, and um, we also I'm start, are starting to keep track of um, people calling, um, trying to guess who's going to win each matchup. We're going to start keeping track of the score. Um, I wish we didn't do that this week. You're going to see why. Let's just roll <laughs> into it. So for the first matchup, we had Teddy versus our snake right here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we both predicted Teddy to win. Even you predicted yourself to lose. Yeah, and guess what? I won by 56. <laughs> yeah, I won by 56. Slapped his teeth, the snake did. Yeah, um, I, I think that's pretty much... Um, I'll take a lap right there, too. I just want to start off with it. Um, um, you know what? You know what? No, no. This is a junior lap because, unfortunately, I'll be taking a lap. But, but like you know, we'll get to that. So um, my prediction was wrong. I won, though. Um, I mean, everyone was firing on all cylinders for this squad. It's true. You got one of those weeks, to be honest. He scored 160 points. I mean, you got Dak with 20, Eckler with 22. I mean, dude, Cordell Patterson, I guess, was the pickup. No, I, um, he was one of my waiver guys. His, yeah. And, um, I mean, he really um, – he operates like like almost like a 50-50 like, receiver and back. Um, and then that team doesn't really have anyone to throw to. I mean, fucking Kyle Pitts was also on my team only at five. So, I mean, like, like Cordero Patterson – is getting crazy looks. Like um, this past week, he had um, he had seven um, seven seven carries, um, but then he also had seven receptions. The second week in a row, um, or six receptions, seven targets. So I mean, he, he's getting um, fourteen to fifteen like targets slash touches a game. And I mean, he's putting the ball in the end zone too. So um, I'm, but then just I, I want you, I want you to tell me about the, my receivers, the ones <laughs> that everyone literally shed on me for. Well, first you made the trade with Brandon last week, so this was your first week with DK in your starting lineup. Yes. So that was big. DK with twenty two points. That it, was or twenty three. His first I big say. week. Um, I mean, he had sixteen and eleven the first two weeks, but then twenty three. This is what I I'm, I want to see from the guy. I absolutely, for. absolutely. And then honestly, Michael Williams from the Chargers, bro. You didn't think it was gonna happen because you thought Keenan Allen was gonna be their guy, but he's the guy. 
Keenan Allen has kind of faded away. Yeah, I mean, um, I think it just comes down to, like, we talked about it last week, and, like, I've talked about it pretty much all year since I drafted the guy. Like, his physical talents and ability as, as, a, as a, like, a receiver combined with his size is absurd. Like, like, he should be doing this all the time. And I think what happened was, like, Keenan Allen w- w- was a big, um, you know, he, he eats up receptions. Like, yeah. I mean, like, he, he, he's had games with, with, with double-digit receptions his entire career. But then I think that Mike Williams comes in now is like starting to just I don't know what what happened but put it together and I th- I think Justin Herbert is yeah, like fantastic a lot better than uh, Philip Rivers yeah yeah holy <laughs> shit and and I mean um I think oh you know honestly that's a valid point too because Williams I mean he's a deep threat kind of guy and I mean Philip Rivers you know by the end I mean you can only side on that puppy so far right know, so. <laughs> it's true yeah um but I mean um if you look at volume for Williams which he was missing 12, 10, 9 targets the last three weeks yeah. and then the biggest thing he has four tutties in three games it's so. true i mean looking at teddy's team although he didn't have dalvin cook starting because he was hurt he had melvin gordon i mean melvin gordon still got him 15 points which isn't like terrible to see out of your rb2 when you have chris carson playing in the rb1 yeah but if you look at the wide receivers which we thought teddy in the beginning of the season's season might have had good receivers with amari cooper and robert woods they just don't see the volume from their teams you're right amari cooper went off in the first week and we're like yeah he's the guy still yeah cd has clearly taken it and it's the same thing with robert woods matt stafford and cooper cup go to brunch well, they every morning brunch buddies. Yeah, they're brunch buddies. So well, yeah. like, they, they don't got that connection. Uh, I know, and I think both two are um, they're operating like under this on the same problems as well. Where it's just like I mean, even if um like they could be battling for the one, I think I think Amari Cooper has a case to be the one. It's not even that like he's being overstepped, but it's that the inconsistency. Yeah, like the inconsistency. And I mean, um, we all I mean, everyone like miscalculated how good Cooper Cup was going to be. be. Right. So so for Woods, I mean, um, I don't see that changing as much. I think Woods is definitely going to have some of those games. Because I mean, like they air, they air the ball out. Um, I mean, like Stafford and the Rams have like a high-powered offense. It's just a matter of um, who's picking up the scraps I mean, that he, Cup is leaving. Yeah, I mean, Robert Woods is getting targets. I mean, he's got targeted four times, nine times, and six times in the past three weeks. He is seeing the ball. I mean, it's just a matter of fact if he can see a little bit more. It's like all the Rams, like Cooper Cup and Stafford are a brunch, and those guys are like dogs trying to eat the scraps. Exactly. Exactly. Begging. Robert Woods is is making puppy dog eyes <laughs> at Matt Stafford, and you know what he's doing? Hey, Coop, you want some more? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Got I, can I get a refill of my coffee? Thanks. That's yeah. what Cooper Cup says. Oh, uh, oh uh, Robert Woods? Oh, yeah. Um, like, he's hungry? Eh, he's all right. He's all right. You'll eat after the game, kiddo. Yeah, in, in week five, um, or in week fucking 11 against, you know, the, the, the Texans, oh, I'll, I'll throw you a scrap, but yeah. for now, starve. Exactly. Sorry. Well, if you slide right down to Teddy's tight end, who do you, who, who do you see right there? Um, wait, wait, wait. Three, three letters um, that, that we come, <laughs> sometimes abbreviate? Wait, D, Dubs, and honestly, like he played like ass, but I, I'm, I can be that loud about it because it was in my benefit. Darren Waller only had ten points. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm not gonna shit on Darren Waller yet because every single time I do, he seems to just score forty points the next week. Oh yeah. Um, but he had twenty-seven the first week, which was true. Darren, Darren Waller with nineteen targets. I'll say that again: nineteen targets. Yeah. <laughs> in the first week, and then since then he hasn't seen over ten. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, it is important to mention um, they played Pittsburgh week two. Um, I mean, I know they won that game, and I mean, Derek Carson slinging the ball, but I mean, Pittsburgh has a fantastic defense. You know, like Devin Bush out there, like like the the Watt kid. I mean, the, they have a lot of a lot of players, and then Miami on paper has some some has some good defensive players too. So I mean, um, I'm wondering um, if it's if, if it's them game planning for him or what? Because Derek Carr is is still the the, the number one. Um, he's just gunning, yards. bro. He's still gunning it out. I mean, he still threw for like 300 yards last week. So, yeah, I mean, he's still gunning it out there. Yeah, I, I mean, um, uh, I think I think I think for Waller, um, I would be shocked if he didn't end as the two, barring like the Hawk continuing to go off. Right. Because, because I mean, 
Kelsey's always going to be your one. He's, he's, I mean, until he shows otherwise or it gets hurt, yeah. he's the one. I mean, Kittle's been kind of ding, so I mean, it's the Hawk and Darren Waller. Right. Along with I mean, those are your four. Three. Nobody else really touches those four. Not really. I mean, and looking to my side, Pitts, who I thought was going to be that guy, um, who I really thought was, um, was going to be that guy. Um, the, I mean, the, the week before this last week, he had um, f- uh, five catches on six targets. This week against the Giants, which it felt like a really solid matchup, three targets, two receptions, 35 yards. I'm not going to start worrying – Yes, yeah. I would say five weeks, and you would start making the trades different. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I mean, um, I'll get to it in predictions, but they have Washington next week, and I have a little bit of prediction for for, for him next week. Maybe an optimistic, um, an optimistic one, maybe not. And then they face the Jets. So I mean, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I like Pitts, but um, all right, yeah, yeah. So so case in point, I slapped Teddy, um, but I got the matchup wrong. Um, so, but so did Drew. So we're both all in oh, one. Right. <laughs> well, let me go right over to the next matchup, which is Team Eddie Spaghetti versus Blackout Brandon. It was the shit bowl. They were both on two going into this week. Yep. And honestly, they did not perform shit. I mean, Eddie Spaghetti lost at one thirty to Blackout Brandon one fifty three, but both teams produced. I mean. It sucks being Nick Barden producing high-quality points every week and just getting scored on 140-plus and losing every time. Yeah, it sucks because, I mean, um, Nick had the, the, the fourth-highest point score in the league and Brandon had the second. You know, it's just it's literally luck of the draw. Um, but, I mean, um, uh, I think with Brandon, um, he was obviously anchored by um, Stafford, who had 30, on the, the four tutties and the 343 against Tampa Bay, which was surprising, by the way. Um, Devontae Adams against San Francisco, also surprising, pretty good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's Devontae Adams. I mean, 12 catches, 132 for a tutty. Yep. And then this one hurt. Uh, his flex, James Robinson, who I gave to him, um, 88 yards, a tutty. Yeah, and he was on the ground. He was in the air. Um, um, everything that I wanted him to be when he was part of my squad. Exactly. That hurt. Well, um, that, yeah, that's exactly what he needed to win because, I mean, Mike Davis and Jonathan Taylor got a combined 20 points in his RB1 and 2. He really needed his flex to show up. Yeah, and, and Bobby Tiny only had one. And, um, so then it helped that that um, that Mike Evans had 20 as um, wide receiver too as well. Yeah. Um, and, and with Nick squad, I mean, like, it was just good but not great performances. I mean. 17, yeah, 19. I mean. High scoring was Cooks and Hurts with 21, which is fine, but it's just not going to do it when the other guy's putting up, like, 30 bombs. It's true. Like, it's true. I mean, he scored 130. That's, 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 that's a happy week. I wouldn't be upset if I was Nick. It's just you just didn't get enough to get the job done. That's really what it was. Yeah, for sure. We um, both predicted that wrong. We both thought Nick was going to win. Yep, yep. So both 0-2. Um, uh, Brandon, by the way, after the trade, his team was looking up. Um, and we, who do we got next? We have uh, D1's Finest and Babs Boys, uh, the Kamish. This is a nail biter. I think going into the final game Monday night, when it was Dallas against Philly, <clears throat> Z was up by like three points with just Buse having a kicker left. Yep, horrifying. And and, and Zerline missed his first extra point. <laughs> and he never hit a field goal. He won from hitting five extra points, five points. Yeah, Philly Gobert is getting dicked <laughs> by Dallas. So, you know what? Thank you, Philly. <clears throat> yeah, Babs boys escapes having a losing record. 103-101. Wow. Down to the wire. And then this is including a massive blow to the commish, CMC. Only six points. He went out in the um, in the Thursday night game. Um, so, low scoring. I mean, um, Herbert uh, with 30 um, against Kansas City at that. Big mm-hmm. win for them. Big fantasy week for him. Um, I mean, that 30 bomb right there against Z who had Mahomes only at 22. It's wild because I mean, um, the, the final possession of that game was, a, um, was, um, what was a game winning touchdown. So it literally would have came down to one stop or, yep. so, um, and that was to Mike Williams who was on my team too. So, you know, it all comes full circle. Um, yeah, but I mean, um, for Z, uh, it also hurt that, um, uh, AJ Brown, uh, point three, uh, went out with an injury. I'm pretty sure he's questionable next yeah, week. He is questionable. Um, yeah. I mean, if, if AJ Brown does go down for Z's team, I mean his team does looks looks 
questionable going forward. I mean, Saquon's questionable. I mean, AJ Brown's questionable, like you said. I mean, Thielen's the number two on his team. He got LaVisca Chanel in his flex. Like, and Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs is one and two this year. Like, it's just... Yeah. I mean, his team is a question mark. Let's hope that it goes up, but right now it's... He's one injury away from being like, like a 14-team-esque kind of league with like a really shitty roster. Exactly. I mean, he has Renfro on the bench, that 18. Um, I mean, he's been their possession guy. But then we had talked about Waller, too. I mean, like Waller's going to get back in the mix. So, right. I mean, um, I think Derek Carter's sure thing, Waller's a sure thing there, but Renfro's a question mark to put in your your um, flex um, or, or your receiver spot. I don't know. I wouldn't be that comfortable with it. Yeah, I mean, we... I called that one right. I said Buse is going to win, and uh, you're 0-3 because you said Z was going to win. Sure, yep, 0-3, great. Um, all right, moving on. We go to Proc versus Jake. <clears throat> Kenyon's jockstrap against Diabetes Boy, and it's funny because like um, this was the matchup last year where um, Jake had Kenyon, Drake had the game-winning touchdown that had led to this name, uh, Kenyon's jockstrap. So this was a revenge game because Proc took it home. It did, yeah, it was a revenge game, and you know what? He took it home 134-122, to 122, beating Jake, and you know... I really think it just starts with – I honestly think the, the surprising DeAndre Swift running back. I mean, he's the number three running back in fantasy. And look at his numbers from the past three weeks. He's, he's been wild. popping off. 24-11, which is okay. And then 23 again. I mean – Dude, look at the fucking receiving. Dude. 11 targets week one, five last week, and then seven targets, seven catches this week. And Jamal Williams, the other back, has been go- going off too. It's like they only throw to, to, to the tight ends and the backs there. Yeah. It just – it is what it is. I mean, Jared Goff just isn't – I mean, just throwing it out to his receivers, I guess. I mean, I mean, it pays off for Proc because I go going going into the season, I did not think his running backs were going to produce as well as they have. And you know what? That's exactly what he had, especially when his receivers are Stefan Diggs and D Hoppin combining for seventeen points. And he has the hawk. And he has the hawk. Um, I mean, it's interesting to see that he has um, Alexander Madison in, in his flex um, because I mean, if he had twenty four this week, which is massive. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I mean, when Dalvin comes back, obviously he takes a step back. Um, and also, um, the defenses were actually the the, the difference maker here. Um, Proc, uh, the jockstrap, had um, an 18-point outing out of Cleveland. Um, they just slapped the Bears, who are terrible. Right. And then uh, Tampa Bay against the Rams, which I honestly, if I was Jake, I would never have started Tampa Bay against the Rams, had negative three. So that's a 15-point swing. Proc only won by 12. So, so I mean, the, the defense ended up being the, um, uh, the kicker there. Yeah, um, I mean, and you know, that goes back to our classic thing is – if we change that rule, you know... IDP. IDP. Jake could have won this game. Yeah, it's very different. Yeah. And because, like, really, what skill is it calling that the Cleveland defense was going to put up 18 points against Chicago? Yeah, I mean, like, it just grouping together so many things where yeah. it's like, it's not, I don't know, it, it, that's more more based on game script and offense where, like, the, the IDP, I mean, like, while, I mean, sure, they're still playing part of the game, it's more just based on their play-to-play, um, like, ability, which well, I think is valuable. I would love to know if Proc voted for IDP if he voted for... I feel like Proc was his IDP guy, yeah. but I could be wrong. Um, but then also, real quick, um, just before we go um, to the next matchup, Jake's bench, he left a lot of points. Ayuk, 14. James Conner, 18. Jacoby Myers, 18. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, um, any of those guys, if you started them, um, would have pushed him over the edge to get a win. So, I mean, unfortunately... Just was a bad fantasy managing he's, week for Jake. I'm, I'm, I'm he started. Have to a little bit. He started Devonte Smith over Brandon Ayuk and James Conner. Yeah, I mean I'm, it was a call, it was a bold call. I mean Ayuk has not been playing good. Yeah, I mean I I, I get it. I I get the start. Yeah, oh, and um, Hunter Rugg and Henry Ruggs too. I mean I probably would have started. Um, probably I, I don't know if I could have gambled on Ayuk, but I think I don't know. I think Myers or um or James Conner um, could have been cheeky starts. But uh, all right. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on. Um, who do we got? We have Mike and it was Mike B- and Bodie. Yeah, Mike and Bodie. 
All right, all right. Oh yeah, and for predictions, um, you got Proc right and I got Jake. Oh yeah, so yeah, I'm zero and four. Zero and four. Thanks. And I'm two and two. Thanks, 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 thanks. Um, so the next matchup is the Big Boomers. Yeah, against and, Brandon Rush. And you know what? I love that Bodie lost. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's funny as hell just because it's just Bodie. And, you know, it's, it's one of the team is just tough, tough to look at. Yeah, it's terrible, but he's pulling out wins. Um, believe it or not, I want to start with the defenses. The defenses. Um, Bodie had Denver D against the Jets, who are probably the worst team in the NFL, um, tw- or 17 points. Um, he had, there was two picks that allowed any points. And then Mike had the Arizona D um, against Jacksonville. They had... Um, a tutty, they had two picks, two fumble recoveries. <laughs> they gave up 19 points, and they still scored 16 yeah. points, which yep. is pretty wild. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. We talked about it last week. I was picking up – I picked up both of the, of the, of the Chiefs running backs, um, the backups, um, last week because if CEH was shit this week, I was smelling like a little bit of change in the water. Uh, I was wrong. I was wrong. He had another fumble this week, which was terrible, but then he, he, he did have a receiving touchdown at 18 points. Um, so, so does this continue, do you think? No, I, don't, I, I, I haven't been a Clyde Edwards-Lair fan from the beginning, and I just think that him getting over 18 points ever will not happen. I just think that if he was going to get any high-scoring points, he's going to be 18 a game consistently. Yeah. I just don't see him being a, a 25 and above running back ever. Yeah, um, no, I agree. I see him more of like a Joe Mixon. I think worse than Joe, Joe Mixon. Mixon. And maybe because Joe Mixon's just like the clear-cut number one on a Cincinnati offense, which is doing okay. Well, Joe Mixon's actually like a playmaker. Like, like CEH doesn't even like like make plays at all. Like, like he hasn't had like, I'm like over a 10-yard rush, or I think he might have had one this week, but hasn't had over a 10-yard rush in like a year, and hasn't had over a 20-yard rush in like two years. It's just like, I don't know, like, is he explosive? Like, like is he a playmaker? I, I, don't ha- know. I haven't been a fan. I've never really been a fan. Yeah. I'm not, not well, uh, Bodie lost, and we both didn't call that one right because we both thought Bodie was going to win. So he's 0-5. I'm 2-3. and And let's go up into the last matchup, which is myself. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, fantastic. Which was the uh, – which was this was like the the Super Bowl, if you will, because we were both 2-0 and going into this yeah. game. Me and I'm trying Matt Higgins. Two bottom feeders. Well, wait, is this who, who beat you in the last game or was that Mike? This was – he beat me in the last game to put me in the circle. Oh, my God. Wow. This is like zero to hero. This was like started from the bottom. And, and, and Matt Higgins, uh, he took you down. Yeah, he did. And I really wanted to start with – the one thing that was the difference maker, and I think it was Sterling Shepard versus Justin Jefferson. I think Sterling Shepard has been a great receiver this year. He's got 25 the first week, 17 the second week. He got he, hurt. And he got hurt in the first fucking quarter. Yeah. He would, if he put up the 17 points that he usually does, I lost by nine. Yeah. No, I mean, if he, if he, if he put together a performance, um, I want to talk about Matt's defense. This is like a this is like a junior junior lap candidate for you because Matt's defense had negative eight, and he still beat you by nine. That is pathetic. I I have to say, that's pretty pathetic. Well, yeah, well, it is what it is. Quick little junior lap trot. Um, but but then Matt, but then um, Matt did have McManus who had sixteen. Evening it out. So, so then, I mean... And Najee dropping 30 and Justin Jefferson dropping 30. I mean, I don't know. Justin Jefferson was fucking due. Or, or was due for a bigger game like this. I mean, he had 12, 18, 27. So he's been on the rise each week. Um, and I, I think, like, he finally, like, um, outshone fucking Osborne. Um, um, their third guy who was getting those kind of looks. Yeah. And then I think Prox said in the group chat, I had Marquise Brown who should have had 20 more points than he did. Like, dude, just my team fell through. We should have won, but we didn't. You know, but it is what it is. It happens. Are you scared about Joey Mixtape with the I'm, injury? I'm not. Uh, it was a minor injury. He was smiling on the sideline after the game. 
Okay, but he could. Okay, I, I, I'm not worried. He's a captain. He's not going to quit on this team. Okay, oh, but if his way. body is injured, I'm I, I'm not asking about his, his will to play and his spirit. I'm, I'm sad, asking about his body under injury. It says minor. Okay. Oh, okay. So is it questionable? We'll talk about it going forward into next week. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. Uh, by the way, we both didn't call that game because we both thought I was going to win. So he didn't call a single game right. So if you're trying to get fantasy advice in our league, boys, don't listen to him. He won't call it right. Um, I yeah, was t- I was two and four. He was zero and six. Um, and on, yeah, on a slight game. little turn, though, we did make some predictions about players. I said Derrick Henry was going to get less than uh, 12. That didn't happen. Wrong. And I also said Zeke was going to get more than 30. He got 26, but I was still wrong. Yeah. Um, Kyle Pitts more than Waller. I was wrong by five. <laughs> I was wrong. Um, Saquon less than 20. I think I was wrong there, too. No, you were right. You got that one right. Uh, no, you said more than 20. Oh, so more say, than 20. Oh, more more. Than, okay, because you don't know how to do a fucking greater than symbol, bro. No, Saquon got more than 20. Okay. Um, like, the fans can't see this at home, but, like, you know, anyone that remembers simple math knows the greater than symbol, the, the, the big part has to be going towards the one you want more. So you put the less than symbol on that. So I was right, but your your little symbol. Was no, right. but what I'm saying is that you got you wanted to get greater than twenty, so that's what I put it on. Like I, I I said that as you were saying it, that's how I wrote it. So I said greater than twenty. So so you drew the less than sign by mathematical definition to tell me greater than. That's what you're saying. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So thanks for that. So I was right on that one. So I will take that. Yeah. And um, Josh Allen, you had Josh Allen over Tom Brady, and he had 38. Yeah, Josh Allen was the number one quarterback in fantasy last. Yeah, time. so you know what? Uh, I'll take two and one. Um, you're zero and two for that. Yeah, so, you I know only what? called two. So, but yeah, which is low key cheating in a sense, but it's all right. Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're good. Don't worry. Who needs who needs the rules, right? Right. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Moving on. Um. Oh yeah. And um. Side so note. Uh. I was supposed to take a lab this week, but I also ate 12 donuts yesterday. Yeah, yeah Pep, the Instagram will be up there in a minute. Yeah, so I finally did my uh, dozen donuts eating. It'll it'll be up on Instagram. <laughs> it was really bad, really bad. Um, struggled through it. Um, we Billy Joel through it a little bit, and uh, I made it. So um, my lap what, what was a lap of 12 donuts. So, yeah, you're welcome. Um, so before we get into matchups, let's just hit waivers really quick. Um, another week of, um, of some pretty slim waivers, um, usually in, in, in the 12 team leagues, um, you know, it has like better options than like I'm in a 14 team league too. And I mean, they were both were similarly bad. So yeah. I mean, well, personally going into these waivers, I'm looking at the Arizona wide receivers again, although it was Randall Moore last week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Christian Kirk this week. I think they're both getting yards and I think they're both getting every single Cardinals wide receiver is getting there's four, for God's sake. Yeah, there's four, and dude, Kyler's just always getting them open and just always creating second-chance opportunities to just get the ball into their hands. And dude, Just whoever's open. Dude, like, literally, it's it's almost like the Cincinnati wide, rece- wide receivers plus their tight end where three of them are going to pop off and one of them's not. So yeah. calling it is really up to you. Because, like, D-Hop only got five points last week. Yeah. So, like, really, it really do- you really don't know which one it's going to be, so you should have one of all four because it's as important. Like, they're all equal almost because – I mean, um, obviously D Hop's the one, right? But, but I mean, obviously. but I mean, after that though, between AJ Green, Rondell Moore, and Christian Kirk, it, it's a grab bag. I mean, um, it's a nice, um, especially as we get the bye weeks which are coming up. I believe this week, um, it's um, like they're nice bye week plugs, um, because I mean, it, it's like you're kind of hoping that, that you kind of hit on a week, um, but at the same time, it's a risk. It's a risk. Um, so so that was Z. Um, next one was big. Ne- next one was a surprise. Josh Gordon getting reinstated. Yeah, Flash Gordon, baby. Flash Gordon. Um, <laughs> I've always thought that that dude skill wise is like. 
underappreciated and overshadowed because of the fact that he can't stay on the field. I thought he was always a pretty good player. Dude, um, um, when he, um, you know, it's funny, when he came back from his first suspension of the four games when he was back in Cleveland, I'm pretty sure he ended up being the number one receiver still. <laughs> yeah, and he missed four games. It's true. And, and, I mean, and you want to know what's crazy is our boy, I at least I'm trying Matt Higgins snagged him. So if he was to go back to that number one wide receiver level, dude, Matt Higgins' team's looking nice. Which um, I, I've said it once, I've said it again. If I could see one person win other than me, it'd be Matt Higgins. It's only right. It's only right. So, um, I mean, he's going to the Chiefs, um, which, which is true. I think it's big. I think it's good for them, though, because, I mean, um, Tyrese been getting a lot of attention and it's been showing in his numbers. Um, and I think having another guy that's not a speed guy, because, I mean, his second best receiver um, or the second best receiver before that um, is, is McCall Hardman. And obviously they have Kelsey. Right. Um, but, I mean, adding like another possession guy um, to maybe um, like disallow or, or just at least deter them um, like other teams from doubling Tyreek or doubling True. Kelsey. It's just it's, it's going to make all the difference. So, I mean, I think it could be a really nice addition for both the Chiefs and for at least I'm trying Matt Higgins. Um, I agree completely. The last, it's it's a deep cut. It's a deep cut. Um, I picked up Khalif Raymond um, from the Lions. I bet you if I said that name, there'd be not one person that's listening to this pod that would know who that is. Khalif Raymond from the Lions. I don't even know who Khalif Raymond is. Yeah, um, I mean, he's um, he's, um, he's a first or second year guy from the Lions. I mean, I really only picked him up because, like we talked about before, I mean, the backs and the tight ends are getting a lion's share of the carries. No pun intended. Um, but, um, um there's no number one receiver, like actual, like other than those guys, number one receiver. He might not be the number one target, but I mean, like I think having a number one receiver, um, like, I don't know, it makes a difference. And I mean, it's either him or the AJ St. Brown guy that actually got drafted. Um, so, I mean, it's a flyer. It's an end of the bench guy. Um, and my receivers are really fire as it is. So it's really just like a, an upside kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So uh, that was it for waivers. I mean, we only had three guys. I mean, nothing super crazy happened. Um, so, I mean, you want to roll. Yeah, what's right into the matchups? Yeah, well, before we go right into the matchups, we are doing this podcast on a Friday afternoon. So the Thursday game did play. So we just go over the Thursday game. It was the Bengals versus the Jags. I didn't watch it. Did you watch it? Uh, um, I was I working. Wa- oh, yeah, what's new? You were, <laughs> you were working. Um, I watched it um, from dinner. Um, so, I mean, I, I was eating dinner. Um, and, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't as engaged, but I, I was I was pretty dialed in. I mean, um, Bengals looked good. The, the, the Bengals look good. Um, I mean, they won on a, on a game-winning field goal, but, I mean, you just see it again this week where, like, Joe Burrow just is kind of spreading the ball around. Yeah, I mean, and that's a great way to roll right into the first matchup. I have mine pulled up, and let's just do me sure. versus Mike because I have Joe Mixon and I got Tyler Boyd, just two Bengals players. So let's roll right into it. Although Joe Mixon did get hurt, he still put up 13.7, so I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy sure. for Joey, and I'm happy that he put up double digits. That's yeah. my first thing with him. That's pretty fair. And then – I had a little bit of a problem with Sterling Shepard going down and Kenny Galladay being my backup, and he's been a question mark, and Damon Harris being my other flex option. I went who's been and, up and down. Who's been up and down. I went with Tyler Boyd this week, playing the Jags, and you know what? It paid off. Got twenty one point eight as my flex. Love it was that his call. week. I, I, love that call. I mean, we we talked about since the beginning of the year. I mean, um, like those guys, Higgins, who I, who I think was hurt, um, um, but um, like when the, when they're out playing, Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase. And Boyd um, are gonna get theirs, right. um, you know. Um, so, so I think this week was his. Um, but then also um, Uzamoa, the tight end, had two tutties. So I mean, um, if you're taking tight ends away, then these receivers like are almost having to rely on just yardage. And I mean, he uh, like um, he had 21. Jamar Chase had 14 with no touchdowns, which I think for both those guys is a win. Um, and I think with Boyd going forward, I mean, he's, he's he's similar to a guy like a guy from the Cardinals, but except with way higher like upside. You know, whereas right. like with, with Christian Kirk, you're hoping for like 
a 20 banger every like three or four weeks with Boyd. It's like, you know what? Like every week he has a shot to get right. to do this over and over, you know? Right. So that's important. Um, 100%. So a br- quick breakdown, even though those are the only two players that I've played, I'm, I have 35 points right now. I'm projected 134. Mike hasn't had any players play and he's projected 114. I think I'm still going to win. I have Kyler over Derek Carr for him. I have Kamara against his Nick Chubb. That's a push in my, my opinion, especially since Kamara's playing the Giants mm-hmm. and he's and uh, Chubb's playing Minnesota. Like, it's a, I don't know, it's a push for me. And then I got Joe Mixon against Clyde edwards helaire Joe Mixon got 13. I think that's how much. Philly has a good run defense. They didn't yeah. show it last week, but, I mean, Philly does have a good run defense. Right. Or the Chiefs could have a bounce back game. So, that I mean, that, that's kind of a wild card. He's got Julio and Claypool at his, at his wide receivers. I got Cup and Marquise Brown. I think that's just going to kill him. Um, I mean, <sighs> Julio's questionable. I mean, um, they get, they're playing the Jets, the Titans are. See, see um, Claypool almost reminds me of Mike Williams in the respect that he's massive and his physical tools um, and yeah. skills are really fire. Yeah, he's just not coming through. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, Big Ben is also just horrendous, bro. So that doesn't that doesn't help. But, I mean, um, if Jones and Claypool play, I think it's almost a push because I, I'm not a fan of Marquise Brown and they're facing Denver. But I think Cooper Cup just has to put you over the edge, especially against that Arizona D. Um, their, their corner, their secondary is kind of suspect. Um, but I do have a prediction. Um, about this game, I do think you win, but I think Kyler is under 17. He had 19 last week against Jacksonville. They're facing the Rams this week. Very solid defense. They're in LA, which I mean has been like a wild atmosphere. Like it's really starting to become one of those like home field advantage kind of places. And I don't know. I I just think that um that it's going to be uh, a lower week for Kyler. Um, so um uh, less than 17 is my first prediction. I see. I wrote it down right there. And what do you have yourself winning as well? Oh, naturally, I have yeah. myself winning. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, um, you know what's funny? He has Gronk against New England, which I think is going to be a Gronk game. Um, but, I mean, I don't think that's going to be enough. I would do like to say on a little side note. Um, hold, on. hold on. One second. What, what do you got, a stat? What do you put up a little I'm, stat I'm pulling something? up a little stat because I just saw Nick Chubb with, with him. I just wanted to make sure before I just start, before I just weasel numb at this. What, are you looking at his stats? Yeah, how many points did CD Lamb get last week? <laughs> he got 9.5, and how much did Chubb get? Um, oh, shit. Chubb had 8. 8. So for every single week still so far, C.D. Lamb has outscored Nick Chubb. Still. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking wild. Well, so going into week four, we'll see how it is going forward. All right. All right. So so reiterating, we both have you. Beating yes. Okay. Yes. And the next matchup I got, um, Kenyon's jockstrap versus D1's finest. This is interesting. Um uh, Proc is 3-0, one of two teams. Him and at least I'm trying Matt Higgins. Proc is 3-0, and I think it's going to stay that way. Um, I, I think that Already? Just, I think just going into it, I'm, I'm, I'm taking Proc. Um, I mean, I think the receivers is, is where the key matchup is. I mean, um, Proc has Diggs, um, Buffalo's facing Houston, and he also has D-Hop. And they're facing the Rams. I know I said that, that I don't think Kyler's going to have a good game, but I mean, um, I, I think D Hop is going um, is, is to hold firm. But even more so, Z starting Thielen against the Browns, who I think Thielen's probably going to get his, but he's also starting Christian Kirk, who we, who we just talked about. It's true. So um, um, I don't know. I think, just think Diggs and D Hop, and then even going down to the flexes, Proc with Deontay Johnson, even though, like we said, Big Ben's terrible. Z starting Hunter Renfro, who we already talked about before. Exactly. I mean, I agree with you. I think Proc's going to win, and this goes off to my first prediction. I think Tom Brady's going to score over 30 points this week. Against the Pats. Against yeah, the Pats. I think it's valid. On Sunday Night Football. I think, in I think New England. In New England. So I think he's going to go in there and slap some dick around. Decimate, decimate. Decimate. 33 probably he'll score. I, I, I think, uh, I won't lie, it's it's a little a little bit of a weak prediction. But that being said, like I, I think 30, I think in New England, I, I think like I like it. 
I like it. I like it. I like, I'm saying it's weak, but I'm, I'm but I like it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm not shitting on you. I'm not shitting. Oh, on I you. agree. I think also about um, Prox's team, Diggs and Dehab did not score a lot of points last week, and and that Buffalo offense scored like 45, and Diggs did not get a lot of fantasy points. Yeah, that's so, interesting. And the Hawk got three last week, so I think that his players that don't that didn't perform are going to perform like they usually do this week, and he's going to score 150 like that three and O team is. Yeah, I mean the X factors will be Z's running backs. He has Barkley and Montgomery. Um, I mean, but Barkley's playing New Orleans, and he's questionable. Yeah, no, I'm ding- dinged again. Um, I mean. I think Montgomery against Detroit's a nice matchup, but I it's mean true. Chicago's fucking awful. They are them and the Jets are just like it's true. horrific to mm-hmm. watch. Um, and then but then Proc has Swift against Chicago, who is horrific. Yep. Um, and but then Daryl Henderson is also interesting too. I mean, I'm not sure um, if he's gonna play. I mean, um, he he uh, he it was a limited participant in practice with the ribs, but I mean, I don't think he practiced at all um, at all in the last couple weeks. So I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see there, but I have Proc. Me too. All right. All right. What do we got next? We have the Kamish against the Mouse Mongers. I love this game. I love this game. I think both of these boys are one and two. Yeah. Let me just make sure before I just start spewing out nonsense. Yep. You never know. Yep. Uh, no, Buse is two and one, and Bodie's one and two. So this okay. is a must win for Bodie, and it'd suck if, you know, because if, if Bodie wins, it's their two and two, and if he loses, He's one and three. We said the commission are the best team too. So I mean, like he wants to come out strong. Like three and one is very different from two and two. I mean, I know it's only a one game swing, but I mean, like I don't know. Be, like three and one is different than one, than two and two because you can go under five hundred like in one game, or then you could be two games up in another, and right. then you have that cushion, you know. So this exactly. is big. This is a crucial week for both. I agree. Who do you have going forward here? Um, you know, like I, I want to talk through it to be honest because I'm not really sure. Well, I'll go first considering this is one of my other. Um, predictions that I have. I actually think that um, Buse is going to win this game for multiple reasons. I think Justin Herbert is going to score 25. He's going to get his. He's been popping off. I think he's going to continue. And I actually want to slide down to Antonio Gibson against Atlanta. I think that he has just been producing slowly going up. He got 11, 9, and 17 this past week. And if you look at his receiving numbers, I think it's going to pop off because it hasn't been. His first week, he had five, and it's gone from two to two the past other weeks. And I think it's going to pop off again against Atlanta. And then I think he's just going to run all over him. Well, these- wait, wait, so, so, um, so Gibson over Derrick Henry. Yes, is my prediction. So Buse's RB1 against Bodie's RB1. All right, all right. So so um, I'm going to start with I disagree with the prediction, but, but like, I'll throw you a bone. So I think – Thanks. The- yeah, you're welcome, pal. Yeah, <laughs> you're a dog. Um, Derrick Henry, um, they're facing the Jets. The Jets are fucking terrible. Um, my thought is if the um, if the Titans just throttle them from from the start, and 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 it's like a, like a if they get shut out again, if it's like a two or three score game because of um, of game script, um, and and maybe if, if they go up by enough, maybe they you know if they're up four scores, Henry doesn't get as many carries. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't think that will happen, but I think, like, I don't know. I, I think it's interesting. And you think the Gents are that much of a dud? Yeah. They got wow. slapped. Like, Zach Wilson had, like, four picks. Um, I couldn't even name one receiver. Um, like, Elijah Moore. Um, they have terrible running backs. They're just a terrible team. Yeah, they got slapped by the Broncos last week. So, I don't know. I think they're they're pretty bad, and I think even Tennessee, like injury riddle, they have Brown and um, Julio questionable. I still think they slap them. So, I think Henry gets more, but I'm interested in the prediction. We'll slide down to the running backs. What do you think? Who do you think is going to win in this category? Um, 
the 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 running backs or the receivers? The receivers. Did I say running backs? Yes, you did. You did. You did. I'm so sorry. I meant the receivers. You're good. You're good. Um, I also want to mention that Buse has Shubba Hubbard, and that's a question mark right there. It is true. Um, receivers. I think. Um, I think Bodie has him by a landslide in receivers. I mean, with Tyreek Hill and Godwin, um, I think he slaps Robinson and Moore. I mean, I know Robinson and Moore um are are quality and like I'm a big Allen Robinson guy. DJ Moore has been up 15, 21, and 21. Those are solid numbers. He's been good, but I mean, uh, but Tyreek Hill like could be like a forty bomb each week, and then I know Godwin has has a um, a crowded offense, but I mean twenty four, sixteen, twenty. I don't know. I, I would just I take know. that. Tyreek got a forty the first week, then five, and then nine. I I know, I know, I know, I know. But I'm 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 still like under the notion that if Tyreek's not one, he's two to Cooper Cup in fantasy. Um, and then even down at the flex, um, I think Tim Patrick and Juju are actually pushes. Um, the commission has Tim Patrick, and Bodie has Juju. Um. But I think that, like, if they keep using Juju in these weird-ass ways, like, he had, like, a rushing touchdown. He has a rushing touchdown this year. Like, Big Ben can't Big ben can't throw the ball. So, I mean, if they can get the ball in his hands, it's interesting. And then Tim Patrick, um, I mean, they just lost K.J. Hamler, the Broncos did, um, to a torn ACL. So they're down to Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton as their only two receivers. Right. So Patrick, so I think Patrick's going to get volume. Um, and then Buse has Kittle is questionable. And Bodie has no fan. This is so tough. I'm going to go the commish. Um, I think that um, even though Bodie's winning in receivers, I think um, the Kittle thing and the Herbert thing push him over the edge. So who do you say? I'm so sorry. I'm saying Buse, the commish. Buse. I also said Buse. Come on now. We have the same fucking choices, bro. For, for the first three, yeah. I think Buse is going to kill him. We're going to have to go like... We'll, we'll see. We'll see. Well, you're going to go... I'm not going to choose you for your matchup, so let's do yours next. Okay. All right, bro. <laughs> you're not going to choose me. All right. So I'll break it down. So, um, uh, I think quarterback matchup, um, I have Dak, he has Josh Allen. Um, I think um, Josh Allen coming off a big week. I think he still has a quality week, but I don't think he's going to be the number one quarterback in, in, in fantasy again. Um, I think, I think the, the Cowboys are really are turning it on a little bit. Um, and I think even though Carolina is 3-0, and uh, what we talked about it for the pod week matchups, I think Dak, um, I think Dak has a week. Um, in terms of running backs, he has Zeke and Kareem Hunt. I have Eckler and, Cord- and Cordero Patterson. I think it's a push. I think it's a push. I do. Um, so right now, I'm personally, I'm seeing three pushes. Okay. I, I mean, I love Eckler this week. I mean, um, that Monday night game, that, that Raiders charge Monday night that game. That is, dude. That is my third prediction is Eckler having over 25. Yeah, I love that, honestly. <laughs> I, 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 think that's, I think that's honestly like, like a fact. Um, um, I agree with that. Um, I think um, Patterson only does more. Um, the, the, like when he did last week against um, the Skins, I think he's really niching himself out a role. And I mean, I know Zeke got a good week last week, but Tony Pollard's still there. I mean, I like I, I think Tony Pollard's questionable this week too. But if Tony Pollard plays, he's still kind of you, you're just totally, you're just totally reversing your statement. I thought the Dallas offense was popping up. Um, yeah, but 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 Dak's throwing the ball, and 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 I'm talking about like shares. Of, I'm like I'm like I'm saying that, that even if the Cowboys rushing offense is quality, I like I just don't know about like the share between the two guys. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he's not going to do well. I'm saying like the the share of the touches and who pops off, even though. It was like definitive last week. I think that we still don't know. Like, like maybe Tony Pollard has still been a quality player. It's true. That's what I'm saying. It's true. Um, and I think um, Kareem Hunt against Minnesota. I mean, um, I mean, it's almost the same thing there, but even more. Where Hunt's gotten his, he actually was way better than Chubb last week. I mean, it, it could be either or. Um, I, I think I'm moving down to receivers. Um, I have Mike Williams and DK, um, and Jamar Chase already played. Um, Jake has Scary Terry against Atlanta. He has CD against Carolina, another Cowboy. See, I see another push here, bro. Maybe the only thing that puts, oh, you, that puts the difference is Mike Williams outscores Terry McLaurin. 
Like by ten. And I, and who even knows that happens? Yeah, I love Terry. Yeah, like and that's if Mike Williams puts up thirty and Scary Terry only puts up twenty. Yeah, no, no, this is big. This is big. Um, and then I mean, um, I had Jamar Chase put up thirteen. He has Jacoby Myers, uh, um, for uh, the Patriots against the Bucks. I I mean, I don't think Jacoby Jacoby Myers like, um, puts up what the eighteen he did last week. I don't. True. I just don't. Um, and then the, the tight end matchup is Pitts against Conklin. I have Pitts, um, who hasn't been that good. Um, and Jake has Conklin and, in a Minnesota offense that's been pretty good. And Pitts has, is playing against the football team. Sure. So, I mean, um, actually, that little grouping brings me to two predictions, one for Jake's team and one for mine. I know this sounds kind of, like, contradicting, but, I mean, I'm just going off predictions, not on, like, like who I think is going to win the matchup here. I think Pitts, after a slow start, breaks out. 20-plus points prediction. There it is. I, I have it written down right here. Um, I, I just think that, um, like, I know Washington's defense has been – um, like hyped up. Um, I think that um, like if you look last year, they didn't play a lot of great matchups, and I think that it's an exploitable defense, and that Pitts is gonna is gonna have a game. Um, and then on Jake's side, C.D. Lamb, um, I think he's the number one receiver in fantasy next week. I do. I, <laughs> I think after last week, he started wow. off he started off the game with a forty four yard reception, and then he just wasn't really looked at. Um, like for the rest of the game, um, I just think that he's just the guy. He's like he's a playmaker. Um, if, um, on the last play, or on the last touchdown that Dallas scored, where they threw it, I don't even know who it was, um, a receiver in the back right of the end zone, CD was also wide open. I mean, like he would have had another score there. It's just like he's always in positions to succeed, and I think he's just the more skilled guy. I think he's the number one receiver in fantasy. Um, that being said, though, I think I win the matchup. I think I win the matchup because my I think my receivers in, in Mike Williams and, and DK are still going to do better than McLaurin and CD. Even though I think CD is going to be the number one receiver in fantasy, I, I think Terry McLaurin... Um, is the kicker, and I think I think my guys do better. Well, uh, I disagree. I think Jake's team's gonna beat you by probably twenty. Really? Yeah. I just, dude. I like Jake's team. I, I, do. I, I think that your receivers are great, but dude, Mike Williams has popped off three weeks in a row. N- nobody besides Christian McCaffrey does that. You know, and like if he does, this guy has come out of nowhere and is producing levels of numbers that are just unseen by wide receivers. Come on now. Hey, hey, let's Every- not say that though, because like we're only a couple years removed from Michael Thomas doing this stuff, and I think that we are. We're also. But do um, you think this guy is the caliber of Michael Thomas already? Basing watching him for three weeks. Um, I think he. I don't know if he's the caliber, but like I've been saying, he can't. Like I think he's one of those guys that can get there, and um, like barring an injury. I think he could, and also like, you think he's a player that can get you twenty four and above fantasy points every single week. Yes, bro. Hear me out. Hear me out. This is a turn that we coined last year when we were talking about Michael Thomas. Bell cow. We haven't seen a bell cow <laughs> receiver since Michael Thomas two years ago, and I like I know it's only been two years, but I think in a year's time, people forget that a receiver can do that. A receiver can do that, and he has been doing that. Him and Cooper Cup have been doing that. Like there are a couple guys that have the ability to do that, and I've shown that after three weeks, and I think that I, I say why not. I say, why not? You say jump, I say how high. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, make like a froggy and leap, Mike Williams. <laughs> and I'm winning. Thanks. See ya. All right, we'll go into the next matchup, which is honestly, this is a must win for both. The Rust Redemption Tour versus Team Eddie Spaghetti. This is. Uh, Team Eddie Spaghetti sits at 0-3, and right above them at 1-2 sits the Rust Redemption Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, right now there are one, two, three, four, five. There are six teams th- that are one and two. So this is a big week to fucking to make that gap. Yeah, it's true. It's a big gap week. It is very, and for every team that's not one and two and has a winning record, the gap will become huge for those bottom four teams and those top four. So you really, because like it's almost like solidifying your spot 
in not the bottom four. Because yeah, having four, yeah, I mean, like it, it ups your chances way more. I mean, dude, being one in three and being three and one, the dip that needs to happen for me to not make playoffs and for that person to be in playoffs is as big as the losing record winning the chip and the winning record being in the circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it comes down to that point where at the end of the year, um, like they're going to be tiebreaking, like for um for standings. Um, there's going to be tiebreakers for points for. So these are pivotal weeks. Even if you lose, you want your team be um th- th- your team be putting up points. Like for for Eddie Spaghetti, I mean, like he has more points for than a lot of teams. It's Th- true. Than a lot of teams. If he's like like fourth or fifth in points scored, but he's zero and three. You know. So I mean, like um, it's a must win for him because even even if he has the most points scored in the league, if he's zero and four, his percentage chances I don't know what they off the top of my head got to be like fourteen, fifteen percent. I mean, it's true. So this it's is big. Very, very true. And and then um, on Teddy's side, I mean, like, like I feel like we liked his team going in, but then like he's one of those guys that's one and two. Right. Um, so, I mean, I, mean I, I think in the beginning of the season we thought his team was one of the best, especially if because we thought Amar Cooper was going to pop off a little bit, and we thought Darren Wall was going to get thirty points a game like he did last year. Dalvin again, Ross that's, again. Yeah, and honestly, those guys just aren't coming alive. Russ isn't getting four touchdowns a game. He's not getting his twenty five. Look at just look at his stats. 27, 24, 16. I mean, the first two weeks he did, but common rust does not go down. Uh, I mean, um, I'm, I won't even say that. I'm, I think we just have to look forward um, to the matchups in the next few weeks. The next three weeks, they have San Francisco, then they have the Rams, then they have Pittsburgh. This is a really tough um, outing for them, um, or for the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. So, I mean, I, I think this, this will be big for setting the tone. Um, That's very true. And, I mean, going forward against Team Eddie Spaghetti, I think this is going to be a very, very close matchup, especially because Teddy's injuries was – Putting Marvin Jones Jr. in his starting lineup just because he had Robert Woods is just not putting it up. I mean, Robert Woods is just not doing it. So he had to put Marvin Jones Jr. in who played, and he didn't put up numbers either because he played on Thursday and he only got five. So already Teddy's behind the eight ball with his yep. wide receiver two only putting up five points. Dalvin's questionable, but they're saying he's looking pretty good. I think he's going to go. Um, but they're facing Cleveland. Um, I mean, the the Vikings have had a really solid offense this year, and that could be a shootout. So, I mean, even like if it's a shootout, or it's not. Dalvin's going to be a part of the offense, but obviously, if you got to score points, you're going to want to be putting the ball in the air. So it's game true. script could be a factor there. He's um, gonna get, Dalvin's going to get 20 touches a game no matter what, so he's going to get his. Yep, absolutely. It's, um, dude, I think it was really all comes down to their wide receivers, and I know Teddy already had one play, but look at the last two. He has Corey Sutton, Cortland Sutton, and he has um, Amari Cooper uh-huh. against his Keenan Allen, Brandon Cooks, and Calvin Ridley. I have I have I have the spaghetti there. Yeah, I have Eddie Spaghetti. I have Nick. I, I I do too. I totally agree with you. I think that Teddy wins in the in the running back category just by a smidge, and that's not enough for Nick's wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Because Teddy has Dalvin and Carson, um, and then um, Nick has um, Aaron Jones against Pittsburgh. Against Pittsburgh, I mean, Aaron Jones is the number two um, running back in fantasy. He is anchored by by the four touchdown week, but I mean, he has been solid. Yeah. And then, but Josh Jacobs is is questionable. Another guy who practiced though. And did you see the backup for Peyton Barber had like like twenty or something? Yeah, bro. She, yeah, I think Proc had him. Yeah, so that's interesting. I mean, if, if Jacobs is playing, then I, like I don't think it's an issue. But if there's any sort of li- limit to him, then maybe they have a little bit of faith that Barber can pick up some of the slack. That's true. And you know what? Darren Waller has had back to back weeks where he hasn't been good, so maybe he's going to get his. I'm still going with Team Eddie Spaghetti, though. I think Nick's team is just... Nick also has a formidable um, tight end matchup with Mark Andrews. I mean, Mark Andrews, another touchdown reliant. I mean, he had his first double-digit outing last week. Um, wait, so who do you have? Who, who, who are you guessing here? I was going to go Team Eddie Spaghetti, but just to go against you, and you know what? Maybe I'm thinking that Darrell Waller is going to score high points, and maybe Russ is going to come back, too. I'm going to go Teddy. Yeah, um, for the sake of, of Nick's team and also he's starting Jalen Hurts at his QB. So first of all, go Birds always. 
And second of all, they're facing Kansas City, whose defense has been um, suspect as fuck. Suspect as fuck. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I think Jalen Hurts, um, like, I, I think he anchors him, and I think Team Eddie Spietti comes out with a win, gets his first win of the year. Wow. Our pilot. Wow. And there's actually one more matchup. I'm sorry. I skipped over one. It's, yeah. Um, At least I'm trying. Versus uh, Blackout Brandon. Yeah, so, so I mean um, – our champion Matt Higgins. It's true. Uh, the three and O King. Yeah, the three and O King. Um, but I mean, um, they had they had Thursday night players as well. Brandon had um my, my former boy J Rob, uh, James Robinson, two tutties, seventy eight yards, and twenty points from his flex position. Which I mean, um I wouldn't re- um, I also want to say that he's probably better than Mike Davis, so if you want to look at it is that Mike Davis is probably his flex. Right. But but regardless, that there's a twenty point outing from a running back. It's true. And then on Matt's side he had the Bengals D only had one point, so I mean, I mean it's better than zero or negative. It is, it is. I mean, um, I think last week was interesting because we saw a couple different defenses do some really weird things, like like um, the skins negative eight. Yeah, a couple defenses had sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. You're gonna have that, um, so it's almost like a luck of the draw. But I mean, Brandon does have Buffalo against um, the Texans. Uh, I want you to guess the name of the Texans quarterback. I bet you you don't know it. I don't know it. Yeah, Davis Mills. <laughs> Where where's he come from? Uh, a farm. I don't even know. <laughs> Davis General Mills. D- yeah, yeah. Davis General. Yeah, D- <laughs> Davis General. It, it's fucked up because wow, he's got a long neck. Holy crap! Wait, yeah, I want to see his picture. Hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me see where he's from. Oh my god, <laughs> he looks horrifying. Yeah, yeah. Davis Mills. Um, it could have been worse, right? <laughs> That's literally the first sentence. Of ESPN of the outlook of his la- of this week's projection. Well, when ESPN, who literally all they do is like say like like talk about facts and like 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 keep it impartial, and that's starting with, um, it could have been worse, right? Yeah, you lost. Yeah, you most lost. completed nineteen of twenty eight last week, and this all happened because Tyrod Taylor. I feel so bad for Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, I, I, just have to, I just have to go on a, a brief, brief tangent. Um, so um, last year, you remember what happened last year to him? His trainer. Was putting like, oh, yeah. like a shot and into stabbed a, him. Yeah, yeah, stabbed him in the chest. Out. Justin Herbert comes in, is fantastic, takes his job. This year, like playing pretty fucking well with the they, Texans. Weren't they two zero? Um, uh, they I'm not one? sure. They were. What, oh, they were projected not to win a fucking game, and then they won the first opening day. Didn't he, they? Um, I'm not. Uh, they won. They I, I know they won Jacksonville. I, maybe. Yeah, they I'm won their sure. first. I know for a fact they won their first game. But the, yeah, but then when he gets hurt, he's eleven for eleven. He has not missed a pass. He's rolling. Yep. See ya. Yeah. Welcome, Davis Mills. I feel bad for the guy. But that being said, um, Brandon having the Bills D and having them face um, General Davis. Yeah, Mills. He beat the, they beat the Texans thirty-seven to twenty-one week one. Yeah, with, with Tyrod at the helm, I mean, and the Jags are a dumpster fire as well. And they and they put up twenty-one and they competed against the Browns. Yeah, which is wild. Which is honestly wild. Um, um, so I mean, um, but but going back to the matchup, um, that's Buffalo's D against Houston. Um, I mean, if they if they can outscore um one point, then that's already an advantage at one position. I think that's key right there. True. Um, so, um, but, but going down the list, um, Roger Stafford, um, that's a big QB matchup. Matt has Rogers against Pittsburgh. That's a tough match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Brandon has, um, Stafford against the, the Cardinals, kind of a favorable matchup, but also kind of a big game. It is at home. Um, push. I, dude, I honestly don't agree. I think that Matt Stafford's going to score 30 something and Aaron Rodgers is not going to do that. 20 something, probably, probably Stafford puts up 10 more. Um, I I think that, that you're probably right, and, and saying it's push is probably bolder. Um, because I know Pittsburgh has a good D. I know Stafford has the better matchup. Right. I just think Aaron Rodgers is, is going to hit his stride for sure. 
Um, um, but I'm, but I'm moving down to the running backs, this is interesting. This is interesting. Um, what's your take on the running backs? Um, so, so Matt has Najee Harris and Kenyon Drake starting. And then Brandon has uh, Mike Davis and Jonathan Taylor. I, well, I actually like Kenyon Drake a lot. Not not saying that like he's gonna do insane insane numbers, but I just think he he's due for something bigger than twelve points. Um, he's like consistent receptions, um, or five targets, six targets, six targets. I, I agree. And you know, all it takes is an extra twenty yard run to put him in double digit numbers. Or, or a tutty. Or a tutty. Exactly. And Najee I, I put up thirty points last week. I don't think he does that again, but I still think he's gonna get his. And Jonathan Taylor and Mike Davis just aren't producing as much as we thought he, that Jonathan Taylor was for sure and Jonathan Taylor's questionable going into the next week Mike Davis is just not putting up numbers as well especially with um who's the guy that you have I'm losing it Cordero Patterson exactly taking away touches from him yeah. so like they're splitting and dude Cordero Patterson is just popping off more yeah so he, they're gonna use him in more detrimental spots um so that going forward I think that um Matt's running backs will take that although there are a little question marks I think that I think Najee just being the best running back out of the four just anchors him because I don't yeah. think the other backs are good enough on on um, Brandon's team to make up. I mean, if Brandon started his lineup based off like who he thought is the best, and James Robinson was up there, and James Robinson versus Jonathan Taylor, maybe I think he'd win that. But it's not like that. I mean, it really. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is the X factor here. Um, yeah. He really is. Um, and, but then the uh, the receiver matchup is is heavyweight. It's big. Yeah, um, it's big. So, so Matt has Lockett and Justin Jefferson, and Brandon has Devontae Adams and Mike Evans. I think Brandon takes this. Um, I, you think? I do because uh, Devonta Adams, Pittsburgh or not, is just goaded. He like I'm it, like I think behind Cooper Cup and Tyreek it's Devonta Adams, and I think that each week those guys be interchangeable. He's a number four. There's one more person somewhere. Um, Probably Brandon Cooks. I think Mike Williams is is the three, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's Cooper Cup, Mike Williams, and then Brandon Cooks. I think is the third best in football. Is Tyreek Hill not in the top? He's like the seventh, bro. Oh yeah, you do after the forty bro. Okay, anyways, um, so Devonta Adams. Um, is is just a go, and then um, Mike Evans. Um, we already talked about it. We we, we think Brady's gonna have a game against New England, and I mean someone's gonna have to catch the ball. I think Gronk gets gets a lion's share of that. Um, um, I mean at least red zone kind of stuff. But I think Mike Evans has a game. Um, I think uh, for Matt's side, um, Lockett against San Francisco. It's a tough matchup. Um, and then he, he's always gonna be battling with DK. I mean mm-hmm. we all know Lockett can drop a 40-50 bomb, but I mean I don't know. I I just think that it could be a, a battle. I think DK probably it, has. More. It is it is gonna be a battle. Um, and then at the flex, um, we already talked about Brandon with James Robinson at 20. Yeah. And then Matt starting Debo against Seattle. Debo. I'm not, I'm just not that interested in Debo. I mean, um, he had the, um, 10 targets last week. He just caught five. Yeah. I mean, and he had 33 last week, 16 the week or 33 week one, 16 last week. Uh, no, I'm so sorry. 32 week one, 16 week two, 10 last week. So so it, there's been a little bit of regression. We've seen a little more Ayuk. Um, it's it's a question mark there. Um, who do you have winning? You know, I was honestly going to go off whatever you said and just do the opposite because it's really just so close. But I want to say uh, for the terms of the underdog, I want to go Blackout Brandon. I don't even think he's an underdog. I think he should be the favorite in this. I think Blackout Brandon is, is going is to Well, then I was, But I was also thinking to myself, I was the favorite last week against Matt Higgins and Matt Higgins beats me. So, and like, I feel like that's been his tail the whole season, just like producing numbers that nobody thought was going to happen. But at the same time, he was projected the second best team in fantasy from ESPN. Wait, and Matt does have Kelsey against Goddard. Yeah, bro. You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna write down whatever you say the opposite of, because that's how even this is. We'll make a coin flip. I'm gonna go Matt. All right, I'll go Brandon. The people's champ. I'll go Brandon. I don't want to because I want Matt to win. But you know what? 
for the sake well, of the see. number. For the sake of the number. Well, let's see from Blackout Brandon. Um, all right. So I mean, we have all of our predictions. We got all of the matchups. Uh, did some waiver stuff. Um, we'll, we'll probably have. I'm trying to do some guest stuff maybe next week if, if, if time allows. Mm-hmm. Um, we still got the Garage Boozing podcast. Uh, Chase coming on eventually. Yeah. Um, Trying we'll, to get that done. Yeah, busy people, man. We're yeah. all busy. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, but I mean, it's been a good three weeks so far. Oh yeah, pump for another one. I had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, go have a uh, a dinner party, and um, you you have no idea what three vasectomies will ever do to a man. Amen. Uh, I'm the snake, and I'm the weasel. Peace. <laughs>